Okay, so today we're going to continue and conclude Law of One Session 100, received November 29, 1982, um, 35 plus years ago. And last time we went through the first half of the session, some further commentary that uh, from Jim and Carla originally placed into Book 5 about the difficulties of the L&L group at this phase which was uh, approaching you know, the final session 106 uh, but that still took another couple of years and <clears throat> some things about the Billy Meyer contact which I think is very interesting which Rob pretty much calls a mixed contact in terms of the information, and I think that's useful. And um, a summary of card six in the Tarot, <clears throat> Cycle of Mind, Transformation of Mind card, and that was 100.6. Um, and uh, Ra talked about that archetype number six, Transformation of Mind, before in session 99, and also 79, and in 79, Ra basically indicated, um, as you observe archetype 6, this is 7940, as you observe archetype 6, you may see the student of the mysteries being transformed by the need to choose betwixt the light and the dark in mind. And so, this is um, sort of a separation of path, or a, de uh, a determination path choosing. And so, <clears throat> uh, the potentiated mind makes use of catalyst, increasingly distills love light, or uh, I would say uh, clarifies, we clarify our values, our moral values. What's important to you? Is it important, you know, it's important to make money, or it's important to be healthy? Why? Well, I don't want to be sick. Why? Why? <laughs> Why do you want money and you want to be healthy? And you want uh, love in your life or you want whatever, uh, you know, world dominion? Why? Because you value it. Why? Um, <clears throat> that, that value, what we desire and what we don't want, um, as a result of our deep mind values... Um, is the expression ultimately of our moral orientation or our polarity. A, our metaphysical polarity, which is our moral orientation, which is an expression of our values, which really comes to our sense of what, what's right and wrong, what's good and bad for you. <clears throat> what's right and wrong, what's good and bad. What's bad is wrong, what's wrong is bad, what's good is right, what you want is right for you. Um, but if you find it leads to bad consequences, maybe it wasn't so right, and uh, it's really wrong, not right. It's bad, not good. Got to get clear, and that's that whole that whole process of um, <clears throat> um, clarification of values uh, is the path, or is um, of either path of polarity, positive and negative, the two paths of moral polarity or ways of transforming the seven chakras, set body, mind, spirit system, um, according to moral decision. And that's the work of <clears throat> positions one through five. 
uh, and the distillation of value, uh, the clarification of our values and the distillation of love light, um, the progressing of the seven rays system, mind, body, spirit, complex, us, um, through our use of experience or our, our use of catalyst and fashioning experience, feeding significator of mind, um, becoming deep-minded, becoming a deep-mind person. This is a great work um, of moving from positions one to six, and pers uh, moving from uh, a matrix, <clears throat> particularly, I mean, the cycle of mind is critical, because even the cycles of body and spirit are done in mind, in the later sevens, right? So the cycle of mind, first seven, then second, then third sevens in the Tarot to 21, even though those of body of, of body and spirit uh, pertain um, to work done in mind. <clears throat> and transformation of mind is uh, like um, taking the show on the road. Um, once you practice and have a good show, <laughs> this is like cards one through five. And which way you're going to go with it, what you're going to do with it, what what the what the uh, significator, the fed, the spiritually fed mind will do um, is this choosing betwixt light and dark in the mind, uh, which is increasingly clarifying our path. And so that's what card six seems to be about. And um, Don asked in 100.6 something about the, uh, the, the elbows and the, the, the gesture of the different characters. Um, and Ross saying, indeed, both the prostituted and the virginal of deep mind invite and await the reaching. And <clears throat> so choosing our path is um, an expression of choosing... Uh, what uh, what we will work with in mind so um, our, our speech and action come out of our perspectives in mind the perspectives in mind uh, particularly what we value uh, come um, is, is achieved by the relationship between the conscious and the unconscious how we relate to our mind is how we relate to others, or the values by which, the moral polarity by which, the moral values by which the conscious mind relates to the unconscious mind, uh, <clears throat> are the basis um, of the way we relate to others. And so, if you treat your body <clears throat> like a piece of meat, if you treat <laughs> your mind uh, like a whore, and you are rough with your mind and you're abusive to your own mind, how can you not be abusive to others? If you are not kindly to yourself, how can you be kindly to others? If you don't know yourself, how can you know me? If you don't <clears throat> um, bring love and care to the way you relate to the deep mind, the way you are a mind, how can you be otherwise to others? cannot. It's a fake. And so um, the outer reflects the inner, and the inner is a um, is born of a way of relation, is born of moral relation. 
moral relationship. Moral is a heavy word, heavy, heavy. But it really means values. And it's really the value of um, um, <clears throat> win-win versus win-lose. Or love, wisdom versus um, domination and control. If you see your mind as an enemy, how can I be your friend? <laughs> if you if you see your mind as um, a place of, of devils and negative emotions and all these monsters in the deep, how can you be open to others truly in in um, heartful relationship? Cannot be. And so, you know, Ra <laughs> Ra is so far beyond um, other teachings of Tarot. Um, this choice of path is a choice, uh, card six, this choice of path is a choice of how you will be with yourself, with your own deep mind. And so the outer of speech and action, speech and physical behavior, um, is nothing more than the expression of the home you've made in mind. The home you've made in mind. Do you like your home? Do you have a lovely home? Or do you have a messed up home? Have you messed up your home? Or do you have a, um, a comfortable home? In mine, as mine. This is the question. <clears throat> and so, as Ross said, um, the conscious entity holds both, meaning different both female entities in card six, or attachment to the way of um, acceptance and love and the way of control and domination, both. The mind, the conscious mind, uh, until <laughs> until uh, Sotapanna, or maybe even beyond, um, has mixed values, has, has mixed intentions, mixed, uh, you know, a mixed contact, <laughs> mixed modes of contact with the deep mind. Sometimes we truly are open-hearted in listening to, to our feelings and knowing ourselves, and sometimes we are um, rejecting, controlling, avoidant, um, and unkindly to the deep mind. And so, Ross said, the conscious entity holds both, meaning both females in card six, but both ways of being, positive and negative, being with other, being with self and then will turn itself one way or the other, or potentially backwards and forwards, rocking first one way, then the other, and not achieving the transformation. That's called moral ambivalence. I want, I don't want. Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm aggressive in the business, in the workplace, but I try to be a kindly guy at home. Uh, this kind of thing doesn't achieve transformation. You can't serve two masters. You can't have a hand up and a hand down. You can't have a foot in heaven and, and another foot on earth um, because they, they work, need to work together. And so um, being a, a lot of, I mean, a lot of us or most everyone um, goes between, you know, that remains attached to distortion to some degree. <clears throat> in order for transformation of mind to occur, one principle governing use of deep mind must be abandoned. One principle governing use of deep mind must be abandoned. One way of living in, in the world or type of relation, moral 
set of moral values must be abandoned. Very deep, actually, this teaching. This is not just uh, uh, analyzing the color of uh, their boots and, uh, you know, little iconographic details. This is uh, um, how to live, the way of living or moving from, you know, 3D uh, repeating to 3D harvesting or getting really settled on path and even wanderers in, from sixth density um, have blind spots and uh, they come out as um, some of the karmic dramas of our life and lifetimes on earth so the new material 100.7 Don says thank you says we will probably return to this card next session for more of an observation after we study Ra's comments she goes on to conserve and efficiently use the time at this time use the time at this time I will make some notes with respect to card 7 and that's the great way of mind he goes on first the veil between the conscious and the unconscious mind has been removed the veil is the curtain I would assume at the top which is lifted even though the veil has been removed perception of intelligent infinity is still distorted according to the seekers beliefs and means of seeking would rock comment on that <clears throat> um, Ra kind of sidesteps um, some of what Don said um, and presents their understanding of card 7, great way of mind in card 7, great way of mind we see um, a figure uh, two, turning to his left holding in the right hand a radiant sphere the left hand a sword pointing down to earth or hold down it's very interesting geometrically. <clears throat> um, the angles of card seven, uh, great way of mind, are interesting. And then there are two uh, sphinxes, <laughs> or little little guys at the bottom there. One white, one dark. <clears throat> uh, it's almost, you know, it's very much like a chariot, or um, or uh, a um, dramatic theater box where um, it's like puppet theater <laughs> he's sort of the, the actor in the middle and in the box with the um, basis being polarity uh, <clears throat> but anyway it's very complicated uh, and some cartouche at the top and um, it's a very the pillars to the right and the left again um, two paths moral polarity moral decision is very much about the uh, is involved here. So anyway, <clears throat> Ra will answer here one hundred point seven. Ra says, as one observes the veil of the image of the great way of mind, it may be helpful to ideate using the framework of environment, <clears throat> the great way of mind, body, or spirit. Those three cards is intended to limb the milieu within which the work of mind, body, or spirit shall be placed. Uh, thusly, the veil is shown both somewhat lifted and still present, since the work of mind and its transformation involves progressive lifting of the veil, be of the great veil betwixt conscious and deep minds. <clears throat> the complete success of this attempt is not properly a portion of third density work, and more especially, third density mental processes. Um, so, Don had asked specifically about the veil. And 
um, the uh, card shows this veil or curtain um, diagonal sort of above the head of the character and <clears throat> there is a veil but it's been lifted it's not been removed it's been significantly lifted but not fully removed and then Rock explains what that's all about and suggests one way to think about this card is um, considering the, the dynamics of environment or context the framework of environment means um, the uh, principle that there's um, subject-object there is actor and field there is um, a, a character within a setting right there's a there's a seven dimensional being or a mind body spirit complex in a at a certain dimensional location or in a certain dimensional environmental configuration within a context and Ra saying that in all these three cards seven fourteen twenty one the great way cards of mind body spirit there the intention <clears throat> or deep in the function of position 7, nodal position 7 called Great Way deep in the uh, intended function, intended purpose which comes out as the function by which card 721, 714, 721 do work or are uh, you know, archetypal energy processing nodes um, in transformation of mind-body-spirit complex in third density there is <clears throat> there is the intention to limb, L-I-M-N um, actually is related to the word liminal uh, it's, there, there's a couple of different meanings it's to depict or describe in painting or words <clears throat> it also relates to illuminate so it's, it's to show um, or define in pictures or words um, the milieu, the environment <clears throat> within which work of mind, body, spirit is placed, and the <clears throat> uh, the great way card you can say or position seven four seven fourteen twenty one um, is both oh, the way I would see the way I see it here is both the natural progression of a sequential a successional buildup from one to sec six to seven right they, they're successively um, th there's a progressive increase in work done work being done and uh, the sphere of consciousness is gradually increasing in positions one through six and seven one through seven same with the seven chakras right um, the the consciousness associated with each of the seven chakras from root to crown, one through seven from the red to the violet or white, first to seven, shows a progressive expansion, successive stepwise expansion of consciousness and awareness, power, uh, interplay with intelligent energy, um, increasing stages of awareness, empowerment, um, non-duality, these are stages of evolution. Likewise, cards one through seven, 
show that, and seven then is a summit or a, a conclusional position, but it's also showing the context within which um, the work of each of the sets of seven is done. Each of the sets of seven is done. The work of mind cycle, body cycle, spirit cycle, the, the work of mind and then body and spirit transformation uh, occurs within a context. It occurs within a milieu, an environment, and those are the, the those environmental um, dynamics are shown in cards seven, fourteen, twenty-one, and so it limbs the milieu or depicts. It presents and and very much this veil shows the fact, as Ross said, uh, the the so the the. The depiction iconography, <clears throat> the image of card seven fourteen twenty one, shows the environment, not only you know the the uh, <clears throat> summit um, of successive development one through seven, but also the context of the work of each of those seven, or excuse me, the work of mind and then body and then spirit. Uh, <clears throat> And particular for mind, we're seeing we're, we're presented with the environmental context or environmental condition <clears throat> of a somewhat lifted veil, a three D mind naturally veiled by logoic design, with that veil between conscious and subconscious somewhat lifted, but still there. And um, this again is very similar to, to seventh chakra. Seventh chakra is not only uh, contact with intelligent infinity, or Godhead, Satvit, you know, Satchit Ananda, but um, it also shows the violet ray registry, or the register that shows all seven rays in a composite summary um, profile. It's the sum. It's not simply <clears throat> the natural outgrowth of one through six. It's that uh, beyond contact with intelligent energy. Six comes fusion in intelligent and intelligent infinity. Seven, yeah, sure, successive. However, it's also showing the whole of the one through seven or the one through six in a unified way. Same as cards seven, fourteen, twenty-one, and that's <clears throat> it. It limbs the milieu. It it presents and depicts the uh, the entire configuration actually the seventh chakra of the seven chakras. So seventh ray is not just Godhead bliss um, and not simply intelligent infinity <clears throat> as, as uh, totality, totality complex, but also shows the condition of all the previous chakras and uh, color bands and things like that. So likewise here the environment in which we do our work here in this life, where we live our lives in 3D physical, is a somewhat lifted veil. We somewhat know ourselves, we somewhat know love and wisdom, we somewhat don't. <laughs> we certainly don't know all. The work of mind and its transformation involves progressive lifting of the great veil betwixt conscious and deep minds. Conscious and deep mind. It's one mind that is apparently curtained experientially curtained or curtained by the logoic plan. So the complete success of this attempt, meaning destroy that veil, baby, 
<clears throat> only only um, third and fourth stage, if not fourth stage adept in Buddhism would, would have a destroyed veil. And that's normally not done in third density. Not properly a portion of third density work. So if you are aiming for a, a, a grand slam home run um, in this lifetime, uh, you're probably going to be disappointed. Uh, and though only ones that I've seen <laughs> or who are aiming for a grand slam meaning uh, a four-base home run and uh, arahant. Um, don't listen. They're, they're not plugged into the human society. They're on their own doing their thing and don't need this. So uh, it's not... It's completely getting rid of the veil is not properly done in third density. And um, the more especially, <laughs> this is a little distinction... It's not intended, it's not expected that our own mental process here will ever be totally unveiled. Understanding is not of your density, said Ra. So a full fourth chakra activation. And, and a one way to look at that, even though there are guys who achieve complete and perfect uh, Nibban in body, uh, one way to look at it is that <clears throat> the very... Um, incarnate, the, the very requirements of incarnative experience, the very basis of incarnation, metaphysically, requires some degree of first, second, third chakra blockage. There would be no incarnation were there not some degree of first, second, third chakra blockage. And um, Ra talked about those chakras needing a certain degree of energy for maintenance. That's that, the same. So, um, don't 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 have unreasonable expectations <laughs> is the takeaway 100.8 don says the fact that the veil is raised higher on the right side than on the left indicates to me that the adept choosing positive polarity will have greater success in penetrating the veil would raw comment and yeah in the uh, depiction from this egyptian deck um the veil is more uh, is there's less veiling on his right than his left the character in card seven, Ross said, "This is a true statement. The statement that uh, an adept, because we're talking about adept work here, adept choosing positive polarity has greater success in penetrating the veil. Um, <laughs> what? Every positively oriented adept is above every negatively oriented adept? No. But Ross said, this is a true statement if it's realized that the questioner speaks of potential success. Right. Indeed." Your third density experience is distorted or skewed so that the positive orientation has more aid than the so-called negative. And so, <laughs> um, spiritual teaching is very deep, and um, last, there, there are a few things about um, what's going on here that uh, appear contradictory but are not. Clearly, there are negative adepts who are further developed in certain ways in will or wisdom, fifth ray, sixth ray, than all the every single positive adept. Than, than some, you know, some negative adepts are more developed in some ways than some neg than some positively oriented adepts. It's not every positive is above, but in terms of potential success, you cannot achieve complete and perfect enlightenment if you're on the negative path. You cannot do a certain piece of work um, between... Uh, uh, you cannot do a certain work in 
in in all the chakras um, believing you're still on a negative path or acting in ways without love period to the extent that heart chakra is blocked willfully by those on the negative path they've cremated their care you know they think they have they're really quite failing they're way behind schedule by the way <laughs> that's one thing going on here for those in the know they are way behind schedule they are way behind schedule their Orion masters are not happy with them now <clears throat> uh, potentially you, you see the, the work that's done between 6th density and 7 or where the negative entity graduating to 6 60 negative uh, 6.1 perhaps has to turn and release the charge associated with their belief in separation which is maya and illusion and blockage in every single chakra it's, it's a blockage of the 6th and 7th subplane it's a blockage in all subplanes of all chakras to some degree because fourth chakra or the, the nature of fourth chakra is blocked it's heart the heart of heart because beings in sixth density don't have seven chakras perhaps it's a little different than but there is chakra blockage energy in block blockage there's uh, you know the, the higher fetters <laughs> they're the eighth ninth tenth you know sense of self and restlessness and basic avidya they all exist for beings in sixth density and those on the negative path uh, have a harder piece of work to get rid of that. That's why they switch over. And so for those in third density <coughs> who um, seek absolute total unveiling in, in, in self-offering to reality without control, without manipulation, without preference, trans-preferentiality, trans-preferentiality, those who seek that, you won't find that in Google maybe, um, potentially can go a whole lot further than those on the negative path, obviously. That's the negative path ends at, you know, early 6th density, 6.1 perhaps, 6.2. Um, and there are problems with all chakras because of uh, negative orientation. Yeah, of course. But um, um, because of the bias of the logos to kindness, as Ra had said, and the resonance of the positive path here even in third density with reality <laughs> reality accords with the positive path far more than the negative path the mind of those on the negative path has a huge blockage <laughs> that prevents them from from living in reality they live in mind that ain't reality so um but associated with the potential success or the resonance of the positive path itself, I think, third density experience is distorted or skewed. So it's not. It, it's basically oriented. The 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 or, the, the, the spin <laughs> of 3D incarnative experience itself, which is super subtle, is such that <clears throat> positive orientation or those on the positive path has more aid than the so-called negative. But Ra had said that those on the negative path um, are protected. This is, you say, this is, goes back and forth, and I won't get into it because I want to finish this session. But 99.8, if you look at uh, Law of One, 
category tarot, subcategory transformation of mind, the discussion of transfer, transformation of mind from last session. Ra had said that those who choose separation quality, the quality most indicative of the left-hand path, are protected from other selves by a strength and sharpness equivalent to the degree of transformation which the mind has experienced in the negative sense, meaning the degree of activation of particularly fifth and sixth chakra with heart blockage that those on the negative path do in third density protects them somewhat or a certain degree or increasing degree of protection from others but that's distinct from the logos having a bias to kindness and the natural protection that that the that those on the positive path in third density have because of its resonance with higher dimensional 90% community the 90% their ten, their numbers are one tenth ours said raw they're you know in terms of higher dimensional life it's nine to one positive over negative it's just on this planet there's a preponderance of negative influence by logoic uh, decision to uh, you know allow the 3d slackers and the 3d uh, negative followers to incarnate at this cycle on this planet in the next cycle it'll be different and um, you know things are changing this is the end of the cycle but um, it's logoic it's the logoic composition of the orientation of the souls on this planet during the cycle being significantly either ignorant or left-leaning, that is the basis of all the negativity we see in the world today. So it's definitely explainable. Meanwhile, we're still veiled. <laughs> so there is some protection that the po- that the negatives have from others that the positive doesn't have because of the aggressive nature of mind development on the negative path. Meanwhile, there is a certain resonance with higher dimensional beings and a certain inbuilt, inbuilt bias uh, of kindness of the Logos that, that supports us on the positive path here that the negatives don't have. So it's, um, there's a little of this and a little of that, and um, it's very uh, deep, but you can, see what, you can see that playing out in the world around us, actually. So, the positive orientation has more aid than the so-called negative. 100.9... Don says, it would also seem to me that, since Ross stated in the last session, the limit of the viewpoint is the source of all distortions, critical line, that the very nature of the surface of self distortions that create the left-hand path are a function of the veil, and therefore are dependent, you might say to some degree, on at least a partial continued veiling. Does this make any sense? Um, actually, it's a, very, it's a very important comment or deep perception. And Ross said, there is the thread of logic in what you suppose. Um, Previously, they said the the basis of all distortion is the limit of the viewpoint, or distorted core belief. The limit of the viewpoint, which is limited views. Okay. Limited viewpoints. What does it mean? It means distorted core beliefs, I think, about self, about other, about relationship, about world, self, other, world, and proper relations thereby is achieved or uh, thereby is fashioned our value set, our set of values. Thereby um, is defined the the preferences we have that guide um, our grasping and aversion (laughs) and ignorance. What we want, what we hate, what we don't want to deal with or don't want to know. 
where we go, where we don't go, and when we go and when we don't. Um, that is determined by preference, which is determined by our values, which comes out of our views. Views of self, views of other, uh, views of world, and proper relational, proper relationals or relations. That's the viewpoint, core beliefs. And they're all limited, and there are distortions. And the greater the dis- limits of those viewpoints or core beliefs, the greater the distortions and the more dukkha you get yourself into by grasping an aversion and ignorance, the three poisons. And um, that's an integration of Buddhism with the raw material that I think is useful. Uh, and Don realizes that the very nature of um, the negative path is resting on distortion, continued ma- maintenance of distortion, continued distortion. And, and so the question, are they stupid or are they evil? They're both. They are stupid and evil. I mean, the high-level ones. They are stupid. Yeah, even high-level ones. Black magicians are stupid. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Because you are one-eye blind like Dajjal. Yes. They are really both evil, malicious, intentional, intending malicious, malicious intending, and uh, quite um, block-headed sometimes, and stupid. Yeah, actually. Because when you block fourth chakra, you're blocking the fourth subplane of every chakra. When you cremate your care, for those on the negative, there are probably not many listening. Um, when you block fourth ray, you are blocking one, two, three, five, six, seven, point four, two. Point four, also. The fourth subplane is blocked in all chakras because fourth chakra is blocked. Not only that, but the 246 line is blocked because you block 4. Not only that, but the dependency of 3 on 2 and 5 on 4 and, and um, <laughs> everybody on 6, the dependency of various chakras upon the 246 line is impaired. They are harmed. The, the, the development of 1357 is harmed by the blockages of 246. So every subplane of every chakra is damaged, is harmed, is limited by uh, the 246 uh, subplane damage comes out of fourth chakra blockage. Yes, that's why they're stupid. That's why they have surprising blind spots. Surprising. Surprising to me. So, um, Ra explains... The polarities are both dependent upon a limited viewpoint. Bing, 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 bing. And that that shows you that our conception of love, our experience of love, our understanding of love is limited and distorted too. We have a distorted notion of love. Anyway, let me go back to the teacher. The polarities are both dependent upon a limited viewpoint in their density. However, the negative polarity depends more heavily upon the illusory separation betwixt the self and all other mind-body-spirit complexes. The positive polarity attempts to see through the illusion to the creator in each mind-body-spirit complex, but for the greater part is concerned with behaviors and thoughts directed towards other selves in order to be of service. This attitude in itself is full of the stuff of your third-density illusion. (laughs) That is such a great answer. Um, 100.9 explaining how here in third density space time under the veil by logoic decision 
are um, us on the positive path and them on the negative path, uh, and the very nature of progression in third density, polarized progression in third density itself, depends upon distortion. <laughs> depends on a limited viewpoint. Depends on distorted core beliefs or lack of understanding. Uh, meanwhile, the negative polarity depends more on distortion, limited viewpoint, ignorance, <laughs> avidya, than those on the positive path. They're depending on ignorance. They're depending on avidya. They're depending on maya. Um, because, and that's the basis of their uh, cremation of their care. Cremation or fourth chakra blockage. Meanwhile, it limits them in ways mentally um, more than they would ever be able to comprehend. <laughs> so negative polarity depends more heavily on illusory separation, meaning false false duality between self and all other beings. Positive polarity, which is the work. The work is us here on the positive path seeking to develop in balance all seven rays or clear the lower three fully as much as possible and activate uh, in balance as fully as possible, four, five, six. And so <laughs> uh, that is that chakra work in mind can be understood as the attempt to see through the illusion, meaning to go beyond false dualism or dualistic consciousness. To see through the illusion to the creator in each mind-body-spirit complex, um, but for the greater part, and this is where Ra is talking down to people. <laughs> He's talking to, you know, Ra, even though Don, Jim, and Carla are, are all fifth, sixth density wanderers, right? Two are six and one is five. Um, to a certain extent, Ra's teaching is not for wanderers in third density, but for souls in third density progressing. And here you're seeing Ra's teaching to 3D souls or souls in 3D on the positive path, not to adepts, not to wanderers, I think. But Ra says, for the greater part, meaning for most people, for souls that are seeking harvestability from 3 to 4, I'd say is concerned with behavior and thought directed toward other selves in order to be of service, meaning relationship, rela relationality, and the way of service to self or service to other um, that is not related to other self, meaning solitary work, what Ra calls the, un the unmanifest mind or the unmanifest personality, um, unmanifest self. That kind of more Eastern mystic um, side or, or, or type of working in 3D on the positive path is underplayed by Ra. You know, <laughs> that's my critique. But in general, yes, indeed, those on the positive path in 3D moving to seek harvest to 4D positive, which is what the Tarot is all about, um, are concerned with behavior and thought or, or mind-body relation to others or sociality, relationality, relationship, right action, right? Right action, right speech with others in order to be of service. Uh, and that itself <laughs> is full of distortion. The, that, this attitude in itself. And that's the problem. And so um, this is a very, <laughs> um, very subtle critique of the unrecognized distortions that we come, that that we operate from, or with, um, in reliance upon, or in reference to, in our so-called positive work or on real positive work in third density, 
um, the attitude that we ought to be concerned with relation with proper relationality as the main work. Uh, that view that service to others is about others. <laughs> I would say the view that the service to other path is about other more than self. I would say that is the attitude itself full of the stuff of third density illusion meaning uh, of distorted limited viewpoint the work on other is the work you know the, the highest use of relationship is transformation of one's being and transformation of one's being is service to all in real time because all is one and one is all and so transformation of this one is transformation of all ones because all is one and the the thinking that the great work uh, of service to other and third density is related to you um, as opposed to solitude or as opposed to more is more related to action or relationship than the way of being in solitude is a mistake so some very deep teaching here about um, inevitable, distorted, limited viewpoint of those on the positive path in third density um, not seeing um, the deeper metaphysics of relationship uh, but indeed the negative path depends on continued limited viewpoint which inevitably you know, by necessity is the same it's it's not other it's not a relation it's the it's an identity uh, the, the dependency of those on the negative path <clears throat> particularly in third density on limited viewpoint is their maintenance of seven chakra blockages and particularly um, massive damage to the 246 line and when you have massive damage to the 246 line massive blockage on the 246 line um, the 1357 line suffers too. Not th That's why 95% STS is difficult, because of the limitations to the operative line 1357 um, that are inevitable based on the required blockages of the 246 line, particularly 4, obviously, uh, that constitute their maintenance of um, the illusion of separation, the limit of viewpoint associated with that. One under ten. The crown of three stars, we're guessing, indicates mastery and balancing of body, mind, spirit. Is this in any way correct? Ross said, this device is astrological in origin, and the interpretation given somewhat confusing. We deal in this image with the environment of mind. It is perhaps appropriate to release the starry crown from its stricture, meaning don't worry about the starry crown on the entity, which was an astrological addition. More important so is understanding the environment of mind, and that that's also uh, different. You know, um, number six transformation of mind is the demand, the the metaphysical necessity of choosing clearly, repeatedly, again and again and again, uh, between light and dark in mind, the ways of being with mind, the ways of being between the the way of open heart acceptance or um, control domination uh, as applied between uh, as applied by conscious mind to the deep mind 
is very much about card six, and card seven is um, the partially veiled environment in which we live inevitably, and there are all sorts of other dynamics of card seven that have not been uh, discussed here yet, or may not be, um, about card seven iconography showing um, the, the environment of mind, the milieu of mind in which we're making that choice again and again of how to be with deep mind. <laughs> 100.11, Don says, the entity is small, black, or russet, and white entities, russet is red, and white entities have now have been now changed so that they appear to be sphinxes, which we're assuming mean that the catalyst has been mastered, meaning that's what he's assuming. I'm also assuming that they act as the power that moves the chariot depicted here, so as this mastery enables the mind and its transformation to become mobile, unlike it was prior to this mastery, locked within the illusion. We'll all comment on this. So it's his interpretation of the sphinxes, in a certain way, becoming like wheels, uh, so that the entity takes the show on the road, I say. One is white, one is black, or russet. Um, they're like the power, and the transformation is moving along. What about all that? Ra has a different view. Ra says, firstly, we ask that the student consider the great way, meaning card seven, not as the culmination of a series of seven activities or functions, which is what I was talking about as one view, but as a far more clearly delineated image of the environment within which the mind, body, or spirit shall function. Therefore, the culturally determined creatures called sphinxes do not indicate mastery over catalyst. The second supposition, that of placing the creatures as the movers of the chariot of mind, has far more virtue. You may connote the concept of time to the image of the sphinx. The mental and mental-emotional complex ripens and moves and is transformed in time. Movement is time. <laughs> there is no t movement without time, and time is born of movement. Uh, the creation is born of vibration. In the beginning was the word, the logos, and the word was om. The word was a vibratory rippling, and it comes out as the ninth fetter restlessness in Buddhist understanding of the ten fetters. And you are dancing thoughts. Um, the dancing is the vibratory basis of intelligent energy. Intelligent energy called love, light, light, love is by nature in movement, in motion. It is the kinesis of infinite potentia, or poten the in, you know intelligent infinity as infinity, potential infinity, or the the in, the, the infinite nature, uh, the infinite potential of Godhead. Godhead's infinite power, which therefore is infinite potential, is activated into the motion of the logo, the logos, the logoi, which is the heart of intelligent energy, and is a, a you know infinity of love light, vibratory love light, or love based light, or vibratory light whose nature is love, is the logos, the logoi, which is the kinetic expression of infinite potential or potential infinity or infinity which is infinite potential coming from intelligent infinity or the one infinite creator and so um, the 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 very base the very <clears throat> in in inevitable vibratory nature of the logos 
is the basis of time. And so movement gives birth to time. Uh, time and space, you know, movement, the, the, appar- the, ex- the potential for the experience of movement in space is the basis of the experience of time. So without vibration, there's neither space nor time. And with vibration comes both uh, environment or object, you know, subject, object, or inner, outer, or the potential of movement in a field, which is um, which beingness experiences as time. So, uh, but no, there's no mastery over catalyst. Even an adept doesn't have total mastery over catalyst. So, Don a little overstates that. But, yeah, the environment of mind involves experience of movement through time, which is a ripening of um, love wisdom. <laughs> fourth ray, fourth ray, fifth ray, fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth chakra, right? The upper triad. The upper triad uh, ripens in time or develops in time uh, by movement or by the continued processing of catalyst by potentiated mind. And that ripens, and that's the chariot moving forward through time and space. Then there's the 100.12, the 45-minute signal, meaning the tape, the tape makes a noise. And the question is, does Ra suggest the termination of this session, taking into consideration the instrument's condition and all the other conditions that we have placed on this? Ra said, Information pertinent to this query has been previously covered. The choice of termination time, as you call it, is solely that of the questioner until the point at which we perceive the instrument beginning to beginning to use its vital resources due to the absence of transferred or native physical energy. The instrument remains open, as always. Meaning Carla. <laughs> Carla doesn't care. She'll give 100%. She dies on the table. It's no problem for her. So... She's she's uh, willing to give a hundred percent. The choice of the termination is Don's, not Ra's. That's called maximal respect for free will, I'd say. Meanwhile, they will um, call an end if they perceive Carla you beginning to use vital resources when she's at bankruptcy in a physical energy complex. When a physical energy complex is to zero. Uh, either by its native constitutional condition or by transfer, meaning particularly sexual transfer with Jim. When when physical goes to zero, she starts to draw starts to draw on vital resource. Ross sees that and calls an end to sessions. Um, and recommended before the, that at 45 minutes Don ends, but he's uh, wanting a little more. And um, Ra basically says it's up to you, but we're not at that critical point where we have to to shut it down. Meanwhile, um, Don realizes we got to get out of here. 100.13, I'm going to finish this. In that case, I will ask only one more question, and that will be having to do with the sword and the scepter. It would seem that the sword would be the power of the negative adept indicating control over other selves, and the scepter would indicate the power of the positive adept with unity and mind, body, and spirit. However, they seem to be in opposite hands than I would have guessed. Would Ra comment on that? And you can see he's kind of quite off base, I think, with this. Ra said, These symbols are astrological in origin. The shapes, therefore, may be released from their stricture. 
we may note that there is an overriding spiritual environment and protection for the environment of mind. We may further note that the negatively polarized adept will attempt to fashion that covenant for its own use, whereas the positively polarized entity may hold forth that which is exemplified by the astrological sword, that is, light and truth. So, <laughs> and um, Don followed up at 100.14, asked, would there be two more appropriate objects or symbols to have the entity in card 7 holding in its hands other than the ones shown, meaning other than the, the scepter and the sword, should we um, erase them and put something else in his hands? Ross said, we leave this consideration to you, O student, and shall comment upon any observation which you make. And, you know, at the end, you've got basically an upheld, a right-hand upheld radiant sphere and a left-hand downward, perfectly um, vertical sword in the left in the figure in card 7. And we're at the end of the line of this talk today, but, um, <clears throat> you know, the the sphere, radiant sphere, is sort of what? The love light, radiance, glory of unity in the right, which is um, how an adept, how, what? An adept progresses on the positive path. But Ross saying that this is the environment of mind for those on both paths. For adepts on both paths, great way of mind is in general the attitude, the, the environment or context of mind, the milieu of mind in which adept continues on its path in 3D. So that the both, the positive and the negative adept, could what? Hold the, the sphere and the scepter and the sword? Well, if the, if the sphere is about unity and those on the negative path reject unity, um, how are they holding uh, a sphere? Well, they're not. It's the environment of mind that is. And so to think that um, adepts on both paths, that, 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 that these cards depict um, solely the, the doings of an adept is not quite so. Because here we're talking about the environment of mind. Um, the environment, the experiential environment of mind for an adept on both paths, um, where there is indeed an inbuilt bias of the logos towards kindness, and there is indeed a um, uh, solar systemic or octavic or logoic determined. Um, set of conditions of mind that both positive and negative adepts have to deal with. And that can be associated with that which the negative rejects, like the sphere. Right? The Saudi Arabia sphere, like those guys were holding for their military <laughs> terrorist guidance, terrorist center in uh, Saudi Arabia. So, th th this is not simply that positive and negative adepts uh, are the figure in each card. It's not that that's a little shallow. It's um, here we're talking about the um, what what seems to me to be uh, expression of logoic bias in the 
construction of or, or in the as it influences the mind atmosphere environment for positive and negative adepts in third density <laughs> and so it's a little bit more subtle than uh, the 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 character the male character and the main character of each card being the adept positive and negative so Ra's saying that there is an overriding spiritual environment um, that were that that those doing spiritual work, those who are working in the higher triad, okay, those who are working in four, five, six, are on the adept way, polarized already. Uh, for us, positive um, working in four, five, six chakra equals adept adepada, the the path of an adept, regardless of what attainments have been achieved, and so for. Uh, those adepts or those working in the higher triad we can experience this overriding or um, intrinsic metaphysical spiritual environment in mind for in in terms of all that we're doing which itself has a protection for the environment as well overriding spiritual environment and also overriding protection for the environment so there's an environment <clears throat> or the milieu of mind, and then there's the protection of that milieu of mind. They're not the same. Then, Ross saying that the negatively polarized adept serves itself working in fifth and sixth chakra. Not much in four, obviously. They're blocking four and uh, amping up five, six with their abilities, whatever they can. They commonly, or inevitably, will manipulate their own mind. Or the conditions of their own mind. That's why they're. That's one reason. Another reason that they have such heavy blind spots is because they're very um, the, the 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 degree of will um, and wisdom, negative use of wisdom, are required for um, long-term effective mind self-manipulation, manipulation of one's own mind. It's. Um, very careful shutdown of of particular functions of mind, which relate to functions of body. Uh, particular functions of body and their associated um, manifestation in mind, and various functions of mind and awareness itself, or uh, the capacity to know, comprehension, comprehensive the, the functions of comprehension themselves have to be very carefully shut down. Um, for those to get to ninety, for them on the negative path to get to ninety-five percent, it's a very big piece of work, and generally they are the victim of their own inadequate dis, um, discipline in terms of um, the needed shutdown of portions of the environment of mind, or portions of mind, or potentials of perception and samskara, and so <clears throat> their failures come from failures. Um, in in mind in self mind control, in mind con- in in the control of their own mental environment and their mental um, potentials. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so they're they're trying to fashion the covenant or the environment of mind and the logoic influenced uh, based protection of the environment of mind. They're trying to manipulate that and and. Uh, screw, you know, apply the screws to their own mind in certain ways 
that's a very big piece of work. It's very difficult. That's why 95% uh, STS is very difficult. That's why nearly none of them graduate to 4D, and they're used indefinitely by Orion. <laughs> they think that they're fuck off, fucking off the humans, but they're being screwed for multiple 3D cycles by their bosses. They will be used as tools for multiple 3D cycles, not just this one. This is not even the first, obviously. So... <laughs> Uh, they don't seem to know that, but maybe they don't care. <laughs> Meanwhile, the positively polarized entity ADEP in 3D uh, may hold forth that which is exemplified by the sword, meaning has a commitment to light and truth. And that's, um, that's the way it is on the positive path. Um, the love of truth is the love of light. And the love of light is love. <laughs> if you love light, you love love. And if you love light, um, you naturally uh, the, the discern, discernment function will strengthen. The strengthen, strengthening of discernment. Critical, critical, critical. And, and so um, the, the, best, the best teachers are the best students. The, the totally committed teacher, uh, the totally committed student becomes the best teacher. Because all he wants is, he truly loves light. And um, it's not, you know, uh, I mean, the negatives talk about light, Lucifer, and all that, but they don't know anything about love. <laughs> so, light without love is nothing. It's just brash. It's um, brightness with glare. Um, it, it's um, very, very deficient. So, uh, the sword, astrological uh, addition to the card, representative of light and truth, in card 7, indicating a milieu or environment of mind and the protection of the environment of mind, is held in the left hand, and that's uh, resonant with the 1357 line, while the right hand is resonant with the 246 line, for those who care. So, um, the 1357 line uh, particularly is um, a player of 3 and 5, and 3 and 5 is... Um, you know, sociality, relationality to others, social grouping, uh, engagement in social grouping. And five is wisdom, discernment, you know, truth, light, honesty, clarity, the beautiful Blu-ray. And um, uh, those will be... Um, the, 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 uh, the light of truth um, is bright. Um, for the adepts that love truth dearly. So, if you love truth dearly, um, <laughs> you will appreciate the logoic design of the environment of mind, muchly. So, 114, getting to the end. Oh, actually, we did that. Okay. 100.15, the last uh, QA of the session, Don says, I will save that for next session. And I will ask if there's anything we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or improve the contact. Ra says, all is well. The appurtenances are most conscientiously placed. We thank this diligent group. There is much greater distortion towards harmony at this asking, and we join you in praise and thanksgiving. This is always the greatest boon to improvement of the contact, for it is the harmony of the group which supports this contact. I am Ra. I leave you in the love and the light of the One. 
Go forth, therefore, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator, Adonai. And so, I must say that I too feel a greater distortion towards harmony at this reading. Uh, and it, it, it actually has happened all the time that when they're a little off, I feel a little off. Because <laughs> I'm seeking to be in resonance with them and Ra in this reading, commentary, uh, teaching, process. Um, so, meanwhile, <laughs> uh, great distortion towards harmony, meaning great development of harmony uh, here, but, um, you know, a year and a half or something later, um, the whole thing was over. And so, conditions change. It's all impermanent. <clears throat> and so, next time, um, we go to session 101. We're in the home stretch. 101 is uh, simply nine uh, exchanges. And in fact, yep, it's all L&L um, &L commentary that was originally placed into book five. Um, and of course, it's still quite valuable. Um, they're going to talk a lot about the process of the group and maintenance of the contact, obviously. Um, <clears throat> and some more dynamics about uh, third-density catalyst and psychic greeting and ritual cleansing. Um, dealing with 3D catalyst, psychic attack. Because um, it ain't a greeting, you know. <laughs> they want to kill you if it's negative. They really are bad people, bad beings. They really are, you know, ugly. <laughs> so... It's not a friend, not my friend. Uh, uh, understanding that psychic attack, working with Catalyst in 3D, uh, continuing on the positive path, uh, we can learn a lot by um, listening carefully to the L&L story, the story of their uh, of each of them, the three, the group, and how this came to a conclusion in the next year and a half, in the next few sessions. <clears throat> and... Um, uh, it's very poignant and instructive and intelligent and the three very intelligent people Don, Jim, Carla and um, Ra <laughs> of course is a great one so I hope this has been helpful next time we're going to launch into session 101 um, it may take two hours we'll see how long I want to talk I hope it's been helpful. Please take good care of yourselves, as always, and good night.